0: Well, well, you can see from those pictures that we had a super awesome week this last week at day camp. Well, my name's Brad. I'm part of the teaching and leadership team here at Jericho Ridge. And uh, Seamus made this snazzy cape for me. It's a custom cape. You can see it says, what does it say on the back, kids? God in action. You're right. Yeah, it does. It's a super cape. It's awesome. So we had a great week this last week at uh, Summer Camp. I'm going to just take this off. I'll put this down here for a minute. So can you hold that for me? Thanks. Well, about superheroes, there's something about superheroes that's interesting. How many of you know that every superhero, they have super strengths, but they also have weaknesses, Right? Every superhero has a weakness, and every supervillain has a weakness, too. What are some of the weaknesses that superheroes have? Shout them out if you know one. Kryptonite. Who does Kryptonite affect? Superman, that's right. Okay, who else? What other weaknesses do superheroes have? That might also, our knowledge of their weaknesses might stop there. Now, uh... Thankfully, how about Storm? Does anybody know what Storm's weakness is? Storm, like superpower, she can control the weather, all of these crazy types of things. Do you know what her weakness is? I find some of these weaknesses, I just have to say, a little bit laughable. Her, Her weakness is claustrophobia. If you put Storm in a small space, completely powerless, in whatever way that's possible. How about Iron Man and Batman? Do you know their weaknesses? I don't really know. I think their only superpower is they have lots of money. So I think if they ran out of money, that would be their weakness, maybe, somehow. Uh, How about Power Girl? Does anyone know Power Girl? This is Superman's cousin from an alternate dimension. I don't know where they come up with this stuff, honestly, but they make lots of money with it. Power Girl. So she has the same powers as Superman, but they couldn't just make her, you know, kryptonite her weakness, so they had to think of something else. She can stop a bullet with her bare hands, but Power Girl's weakness is any natural material, raw, unprocessed natural material. She can stop a bullet with her hands, but hit her with a twig, and she is completely powerless. I can not quite sure how these things work. Uh, Thor, another great one. Thor with his hammer, right? Amazing. One of the, one of the most incredibly powerful uh, super strength, flight, control of lightning are all of his super strengths. Uh, but weaknesses, if he lets go of his hammer for more than 60 seconds, that he turns back into a mere mortal and is as weak as you or I how about super villains Venom remember Venom from Spider-Man So Venom this incredibly powerful villain uh, that can almost not be defeated by anything or anyone in one plot line uh, Spider-Man is trapped and a passerby happens to notice this tosses Spider-Man a $1 bic lighter Spider-Man lights it and Venom is totally taken out by this a little piece of flame or also in another plot line Loud noises is his weakness. Another one, Thanos, supervillain, basically unstoppable in almost any uh, plot line that he's in. His superpowers include matter manipulation, time travel, teleportation, telekinesis, and immortality. He's also a super genius in basically every field of science, but yet somehow the good guys manage to defeat him every single time. Do you know how? Uh, His weakness is a subconscious desire to lose. (laughs) They're really stretching now, like they were running out of ideas. He basically gets defeated because deep down, he knows he doesn't really deserve to win. (laughs) What's up with that? And my favorite superhero weakness of all time, Captain Marvel Jr., the lesser known junior sidekick of Captain Marvel, certainly the fashion inspiration for Elvis. And when he says Shazam, he inherits super strength, super wisdom, except his weakness when he says his own name. He somehow turns back into mortal again and loses all of his superpowers. I mean, just ridiculous stuff, these superheroes. But they have to give them weaknesses, don't they? Because otherwise, we wouldn't be able to relate to superheroes at all. If superheroes have weaknesses, even if they're not plausible, maybe that's why we can relate to their stories a little bit. Because in many ways, they mirror our own life experiences. We're all pretty good at some things pretty super at some stuff even, and there's other things that we're just maybe not super at at all. And oftentimes, our weaknesses and our strengths have a relationship with each other. Sometimes we use our strengths to be able to overcome and cover up our weakness. And the same is actually true about the different stories that we learned in the Bible this week and some of the experiences that we looked at. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look in the Bible and read some of the stories uh, that are there, Sometimes I think, man, these people are so super. I don't know if I can relate to them in the same way. Like think about on Friday, we learned about Paul, right? We learned about, he just had like super faith. And he was used by God in just incredible ways. He went from being a skeptic to being one of the leaders in the early Christian movement. He traveled all over the world and he did powerful things with God's power in his life. And looking at that, sometimes we think, well, there's somebody who's pretty powerful and strong, but I don't know if I could do any of that type of stuff. But listen to how Paul describes himself in the Bible. In 2 Corinthians chapter nine, verses nine, and sorry, 2 Corinthians 12, verses nine and 10. Paul says this, God is talking to him and says, Paul, my grace is all that you need, Paul, because my power, God's power, works best in weakness. Then Paul says, now I'm glad to actually boast about my weaknesses because I can take pleasure in my weaknesses so the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasures in my weakness, in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, Paul says, God is actually strong and working in my life. There's a link between our weakness and God's strength, and it's kind of counterintuitive. It goes against most things in our culture that we tell ourselves about our own lives and about superheroes, doesn't it? Because most of the time, we like to tell ourselves that if we have an area of weakness, we should cover it up, lest it be exploited, or lest we look weak, in front of other people. The world suggests to us that we should put on a strong face and a brave face, no matter what's going on, and that we shouldn't be vulnerable or talk about areas that we need help in. But Paul's experience was actually quite different. Though he had these incredible gifts and was very strong at many, many things in his life, he actually knew about living in the power of weakness. Paul decided that he wasn't going to call attention to all of the things that he was super at, because that would make people focus on him. He decided that he was going to talk about things where he maybe wasn't as super at, and that would give an opportunity for God to show himself strong. God actually gave him, he says, he's talking about in verse 9 there, an area of weakness, Paul talked about it and he said, it's like, it's like I have a thorn bush poking in my side and it really hurts me. And so I talked to God and I said, God, could you get rid of that for me, please? It's poking in my side. It's making me really weak because I can't focus on other things. I focus on this. And we don't actually know what that was. Some people looking back in history think maybe it was a, a physical limitation that Paul had or maybe a health challenge that he had. Or other people think maybe Paul could write really great, but maybe he couldn't speak publicly very well. We don't know. But whatever Paul's weakness was, he says in this chapter, one of the purposes of that weakness was to keep him humble and to remind him of his need for God, to let God's strength and God's power work in Paul's life. Because Paul understood something. Paul knew that if he was always strong and always super, He wouldn't need anybody else. If I try to do everything in my own strength, I don't need your help, and I tell God, I don't need your help at all. That's the kind of attitude that Super Steve had a little bit this week, didn't he? He was always trying to take all the credit, always trying to do everything on his own. He felt he could do everything. But one of the things that we come to realize in our lives at some point is that we don't have all the things that we need to face Everything in our lives. Sometimes life just gets too messy and too complicated to rely on our own strengths. We aren't designed to endure hardships, persecution, troubles, and death ultimately by facing them on our own strength. We were designed to embrace weakness and let God's power and God's strength meet us in those places. And so God's invitation to you and to me today, is the same as it was to Paul. God said to Paul, my grace is all that you need because my power actually works best in those places of weakness. And I don't know about you, but I know in my own life, I've been in some profound places of weakness where I have been unsure and unclear as to how I would deal with things in our family in our extended family we've had health complications things like alzheimers wrestling with end of life issues and trying to think these things through and think we don't have the strength or the resources on our own to deal with these things there might be an area of your life today where you're you feel just weak and broken might be a relationship might be in the area of finances might be in your own spiritual life or you just say i don't i don't really know how to navigate that whole question of a relationship with God. And our temptation a lot of times in these circumstances is we'll just dig a little deeper, find that super strength, and just keep pushing through in our own abilities. But God's invitation to us in those places and here today is to embrace his grace. God says, my grace is everything that you need to face everything that you will face in your life. If you and I are humble enough to admit it, our places of weakness then become places where God's strength and his grace meet us. And that's the way that it's always been. This relationship between areas of weakness and areas of strength. Maybe, in fact, the ultimate expression of God's power at work in weakness is what we were kids were singing about from John 3.16. That some 2,000 years ago in the person of Jesus... God himself took on our weaknesses, became human. Jesus lived the perfect life. And in the strongest and most sacrificial act ever in the history of humanity, he took upon himself all of our weaknesses, all of our sins, and all of our frailties, and he died. And in the strongest act of God's power ever displayed, Three days later, Jesus rose from the grave, vindicating and giving witness to God's power over everything, including death. And he invites us, when we let God into those places of weakness in our own lives, to share in that power. The scripture says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to and working in your life and mine if we open our hearts to what Jesus did. And so I invite you today, if you've never considered that, if you've never thought about that reality, that God today wants you to invite him into those places of weakness in your life and invite him to transform your life by his power. It's a profound act of weakness in and of itself, admitting that you don't and can't do everything on your own, admitting a need for God a need for someone else, but in that place of weakness, you'll find what many people here at Jericho Ridge, and people all over the world, and all through the centuries have found, that God's grace is made perfect in our weaknesses, and that it is sufficient for everything that we need. His power really does work best in our lives in moments of weakness, and so I'm going to pray with us, and I'm going to invite the team to come up and as is our practice here at Jericho Ridge, they're gonna lead us in a few uh, times of response in song that speak about the intersection of God's strength at work in our places of weakness. Let's pray together. God, we are so grateful for this opportunity that we have to yet again remind ourselves of your strength and remind ourselves also of our weakness and our need for you. God, we say here in this place today, we need you. Not all of us have come to that place. Some of us are still living in places of pride, living in places where we have pushed you away from us for whatever reason. And God, I pray today that you would bridge that gap and you would meet us in that place of weakness, that place of pain maybe, that place of need, that you would speak to us, Jesus.
1: I pray for every person
0: here that you would cultivate in us a heart of humility, that we would be able to say, you know what, God, I need you. And so, friend, if that's you here today, I don't want you to leave without having the opportunity to acknowledge that and say, you know what, I do need God in my life. Today I want to open my heart up to the one who made the entire universe, the king who sent himself and loved me so much that not only did he create me, but he also gave himself for me. And so if that's you here today, I want you just to pray and say, God, I need you. I confess that I need you. I need you to come into my life, fill me with your power, change my heart and my life. I give my life to you today. And if that's you here in this place today, I want you to come and talk to me before we leave. We'd love to help you in that journey of learning what it means to live out of that place of weakness with God as the king of your life. And so Jesus, now we pray and ask that in these places of our weakness that you would show yourself strong in places of need in people's lives today. Would you show yourself as the provider in places of frailty, Would you again come and renew and restore Jesus? And so we want to sing and ask that you'd stir faith in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.